Welcome to Film Shapes, the podcast. Somebody needs to get off. Well, volunteers. I don't need a volunteer. I know someone who ought to get off. This one. He's a German spy. Don't be daft. He's a fucking Jerry. Hi, everybody. This is Shady, and I'm here again with Rolly. Hello. Uh, today we're going to talk about Dunkirk. Dunkirk, mm. indeed. Yeah, so, uh, Dunkirk, well, it's a story of the evacuation of the British expeditionary forces from the French part of Dunkirk. French it's part? The French part of Dunkirk? Uh, it's a French town, right? Ah, uh, yes, it's, I read uh, part instead of port. It's very close to Belgium. Yeah. But close, it's not in Belgium, Close to it? the border, and I think mm. Belgium was uh, one of the last... Countries maybe to surrender yes. to Germany at that time, mm. so that's what kind of cut off these forces from, um, uh, or that's what you know drove all the Allied forces into a bit of a right, right little In, point um, where at, they had no es- uh, chance to escape really, except across the Channel, yeah. And this was like late, well, late May, early June, nineteen forty. Yeah, uh, it seems like according to the film, it seems Churchill wanted thirty, thirty-five thousand men. Back, they ended up getting. Do you know how many? I think there was about um, three hundred eighty thousand, a bit lower. Yeah, but around three thirty, three three forty thousand. Yeah, that's incredible, right? So. Well, I think that's one of the things with this film uh, mm. in particular is I'm not sure how the numbers stack up against the actual history. Uh, ah. if there might have been, you know, a little exaggeration oh, well, here or I, there, or I I remember they mentioned it was you know. Near enough three hundred thousand or something, which is pretty close to the accurate number they took over. So, and the whole thing kind of takes place over about a, a week of time. We're looking at a week of yeah. activity. Ah, that's interesting. You mentioned time at this early point. That that's sort of the key part of the film, isn't it? How they meld time together. There are three stages. Like there's the uh, the the sea, the beach, and the air, and yeah. each one has a different thread, a different time. Line almost. Yeah, I think I don't think it's giving too much away to say there's uh, one of one of them ha- takes place over a week. Mm. Another one takes place over a day. A day, and another takes place over an hour. And right. there's a point in in the film at which they all kind of yep. coincide, isn't there? It's, yeah, yeah. It's um very clever, I think. Very. I don't know how he he wrote this. Yeah, yeah. Of, well, but, in in some ways, how much writing. You know, in terms of uh, writing and, and script, scripting, mm. uh, a lot of the film is takes takes place around action, doesn't it? It's not sure. There's not a lot of dialogue. No, but that's in this film. That's there is, to its but, yeah. That's you know to its benefit, I I think anyway. Well, uh, before we go on about it, what what um what did you reckon? Oh, look, it's a big it's a big film. Mm. Uh, I had a few issues with it. Mm. Um, I had you know, uh, look. I think we should maybe talk about the film a little first and we'll get okay. into that because I don't want to say that, uh, yeah. Yeah, sure. I don't want to come out, mm-hmm. you know, guns you've got, blazing. You've got your fist in the air though, I see. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just trying to, mm. I think there's more to, there's more to talk about about this here. Right. I thought, I thought the film could have been called Operation Dynamo, which was the actual uh, yeah. name of the uh, event that, Churchill kind of ordered this Operation Diamond Dynamo, which was the um, the evacuation of the troops using uh, civilian vessels. Which yeah. was the heart of this film is that 
the civilian vessels came from the other side of the channel to rescue. Yeah, they've said I've seen some interviews with the filmmakers and Nolan specifically, and they've said that that's kind of the key. That yeah, usually in war films, it's yeah, the the soldiers are the heroes. In this case, it's probably the civilians. I'm just going to pull you up there because uh, <laughs> Nolan himself does. Uh, 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 describe this film as a race against time, but mm. he also says, oh, it's not really a war film. Sure. It's more of a suspense thriller. Uh, is that just a bit of a furphy to try and get the punters in? Yeah. I'm not sure. It's, oh, it's clearly so. a war film. It's clearly a war film. But, right, there is suspense in it. It's pretty tense. Mind you, Nolan has not before tackled a historical event. Right, but he's, yeah, until, true. Apparently, um. Well, wouldn't you? Well, yeah, but the 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 prestige was kind of. I mean, Tesla was in that, and oh, there's not much. Yeah, so it's it's a bit of. Yeah, I think this is where maybe some of it might fall down. Is the historical accuracy of, uh, of yeah. some portions? Well, people, I mean, broadly speaking, it's you know it's you talking about like, a real event, and yeah, he's done it very well. I will sure. say that, but I may sound like an apologist for for Nolan if if he needs one, but he's he's been accused of you know, fucking about with the science in Interstellar as well. Sure. If you're a real science nerd, you probably pick some holes in that. I don't care. I don't – that was fine but for me. it was a science fiction film. I mean, yeah. you're allowed to do that in science fiction. Yeah, but, but again also – Otherwise it would all be science fact. Right. True. Yeah, that's a good point. So it, you think he should be more historically accurate in a, in a film about history? No, I think he just made a bunch of choices of what to focus on. Hmm. In this film, um, I, I didn't spot anything, and I mean, I'm not a, a historian, but I didn't spot anything that stood out as "oh, that's a bit wrong." I think for me, it was more about uh, what wasn't there, and some of the like. I would have been interested to get a little bit more of a an idea of of the history from the like. I had to look up some of these things after seeing oh, the films. But, oh, what actually happened there? Oh, they were out on that yeah that South Mole. South Mole or what it... Yeah, the maybe, mole. Maybe it was the Eastern Mole. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah, it was just... But yeah. that's good. That's what the film... That's what films should do. They should make you want to go and check out and do some more research. Yeah. Well, in that case, yeah. Very successful. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't think that there's any need to know anything else about the war itself or about the characters. You know, no characters were, were given any backstory, really. No. Well, maybe the guy on the boat, perhaps, a little bit later... We found out that his son had been a, a pilot in the war. So, I'd got the impression though that some of the um, some of the little scenes in this did come from actual stories. Mm. I'm guessing in some sort of pre-production process where yeah, some of the there's a scene where um, a boat is without giving too much away again mm. where a boat is being kind of used as target practice and there's men inside the boat and there's yeah that horror of not knowing. If, yeah, yeah. Uh, if the next bullet's going to sure. puncture next to your mm. head. <laughs> that, well, there are a couple of characters, I think. Um, Kenneth Branagh's character and Mark Rylance's character are based on real people. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but uh, roughly based, not not exactly them, but yeah. Yeah, well, there were some pretty broad brushstrokes mm, yep. in effect here, wasn't there? Uh, uh, yeah. I don't know, that sounds negative, broad. Is that a negative word? Yeah, I think it didn't get into the detail, as you said. It didn't get into the detail of characterization or 
telling much of the micro side. It was a very macro kind of film as far as I was concerned. But you could, I can see at the same time how you could argue the opposite because there's some, but it's the type of personal experiences that were portrayed were Mm. kind of, uh, had one overarching theme really, which was fear. Yeah, 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 that's right. And the, yeah, how, what, how people behave in those situations. We're never going to, hopefully, never going to know that. But yeah, I think that's it. I like the fact that most of the characters were not heroic. Now, even the ones who possibly would have been in another film, the soldiers and those kind of guys were basically, well, one guy yeah. c- couldn't. <laughs> The lead actor, look, shall we call him the lead, Fionn Whitehead, the guy that we see in the first yep. scene and the very last scene as well. We kind of follow his trajectory through the film. Yep. He always needs to have a crap, doesn't he? He can never get one. <laughs> I was, I felt my... I, I, I thought it was only once, but... No, did it a couple keep... of twice or three times oh, okay. he's, he's always like, oh, oh wow. God, caught short. I can't believe I didn't yeah. pick I, up on that. <laughs> the poor bugger, he must be dying for a turd. How many times did you see the film? Uh, twice. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, so I saw it once. Okay. Maybe that's why. Yeah, you'll see it next time. <laughs> I'll be looking out for it next time. <laughs> He'll be like, oh, God, he's got that strained face where he's needing yeah, to well, go. Yeah, there's to something. The that's really the, the central metaphor of the film is. No, it's not. Is it? That's ter- <laughs> terrible. Terrible. Um, but, but, but that, yeah, that's kind of, he's always caught short. He can never do, he's no, there's no time. There's always. A race some, against time. Some urgency. Yeah, so. He can't just sit down and have a dump. That's unfortunate. So the because mm. that's at the start. He, um, you know, the guy's obviously running away, trying mm-hmm. not to die. Sure. Um, you know, is he uh, or the way they that the people are portrayed in this film? They are trying to escape, mm-hmm. and it's, but yeah, it's not in a non-heroic. Yeah, I mean, they're ca- well, way. they're not cowards. I, I, I don't know. I think I wrote about this that they're just real folk trying to trying to get something done and they're just they're just looking at getting away they're not thinking about i'm going to be a hero here is there any heroism maybe the maybe tom hardy's character oh the uh, perhaps the pilot the part the boat uh the civilian boat captain yeah but he's just hello he's a he is a Kind of a little bit of a cliche, I might say, of kind of English stoicism in this film. Uh, okay. He was a little bit too, uh, too much the perfect moral. Yeah, true. Yeah, uh, character. He, um, yeah, I found I found him a bit annoying, to be honest. Did you? Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I, I, there's only one point that I thought it slightly stretched into sentimentality. Uh, well, this is. Can we then go back? Then to say first what mm. you thought of the soundtrack in general. Oh, I wasn't even thinking about that with, with what I was about to say. But Oh, okay. Um, but I suppose that does come into it. No, I thought that the the scene where the flotilla, the civilian ships arrive and Kenneth Branagh gets a bit misty-eyed and he says, it's it's home. What's what's out there? Home and the all the ships are coming in. Yeah. I thought that was a little bit, a little bit, Sentimental, just a little just bit. A bit. Okay, that's the. If it was, I didn't really care that much. I noticed that it was. in your review you did say uh, sentimentality and flag waving. Ah, uh, yeah, well, there were some flags, weren't there? There yeah. was some flag waving there, definitely. Mm. Um, I because I, I, I'm happy to accept that though in the in the scheme of this whole film because that's pretty pretty sensational 
effort to get all these, you know, pleasure boats and, and fishing boats and things across to collect soldiers. It's pretty amazing. But do you have to spoil it with that that music in that at that point, which just really blatantly put yeah. across? It was too it was too intense for me. It was so uh, so I the rest of the soundtrack was was beautiful. There's all this silence at the beginning, mm. and then as the bombs start falling and the you know the soundtrack was kind of weird and how did you describe it, it um, screeching at times yeah but yeah it seemed almost quite experimental and it was yeah and then it got to that point of the flotilla arriving and I, f- I thought that mm, so as a, I, I get this I don't need the soundtrack to punch mm, me in the face with it as well you know? well I I mean I think this is probably your musical ear overriding mind I didn't even really notice that that was the problem I thought it was the oh the 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 tears in the eyes and the the yeah, dialogue okay. and that but yeah I guess now that I'm to I me, think it, it affected me without me saying oh that soundtrack is an issue but you're yeah, right yeah, okay because to me it, it was the first time I really noticed the soundtrack and it was really I know, not I noticed it too much tick tock all the way through and the it was there but I wasn't paying attention to okay, it whereas yeah. all I could pay attention to in that scene was kind of the flag waving yeah. Yeah, true. Idea of this, uh, yeah, and the soundtrack just added more cream to a pie that's already full of cream. <laughs> really, know? I didn't think it was that creamy. I didn't get a sore tooth. Know. Well, that that was one scene that I thought, ah, oh, here we go. It's a little. I was bit. gagging on the cream at that Serious? point. Serious? Okay. Yeah, we have quite different views on this. I think on this whole <laughs> in this whole film, I thought I think it's the best film I've seen this year, probably. And I've still got a, what? What do we got? About a week and a bit. Yeah, okay. This year. Well, and that's I'm, not long. They may come I'm, up with a, something good in that time, otherwise this is it. I'm going to see, I think, two films before the end of the year at least, and, and I've got high hopes for both of them. I won't say what they are, but, um, yeah, I, don't, I still think it's the best film I've seen this I think year and, th- and maybe in five years. I'm being a little bit harsh on it, um, I think, but I, I think there's just some some things about this film I like and some things I didn't like. Um there's some what what I think it's good at is mm. some of the taking some of the small moments. There's a there's a little moment where um a dead soldier's floating in the water, mm-hmm. and uh, there's another line of soldiers waiting to yeah to escape, and and the dead soldier just kind of gets pushed. They're away. pushing him away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, that's so somebody I'm holding death at bay. You know, yeah. it's quite those little moments were where the film really stands out for me. I think. Yeah. There's a cut. Yeah, there's a. But then I'm contradicting myself, aren't I? Because I said it's not. No. It's broad brushstrokes and it's not detail. But, but that's there are a very detail. Moments. There's a, there's mm. moments of detail that are, that are great. Yeah, that's true. Um, the writing writing how much fuel he has left on in a chalk on the on the dashboard of the plane is pretty cool. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the um the voice. Did you notice the voice of the the squadron leader when there were three Spitfires and then it gets whittled down. Ah. Oh. The first guy who just goes missing. Yep. Michael Caine. Oh, I can't believe I didn't recognise Michael Caine. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to do it, but it, he does. Go he, on, go he, on. He affects a little bit more of a posh RAF squadron leader accent instead of his usual Cockney kind of. Yeah, right. I didn't pick up on yeah. that at all. Yeah. Lovely. I, I didn't first time either. I had to go back and have a listen. Yeah. How would you compare this film with um, something like Saving Private Ryan? 
which is a bit of an obvious comparison, but I think they're quite different films. I've forgotten most of that film, and I, I'm not a big Spielberg fan. He's he's a technically a very good filmmaker, Spielberg, but I, I don't like his shtick. I don't like mm. his cheesy kind of... Uh, it, it, I, I don't know. He's not really pushing the envelope, shall we say. No, I think that this film could be seen as pushing the envelope more, maybe, but at the same time it did have, have that Spielbergian flotilla moment, I would describe it as. Ooh, geez, it, it, really pretty, pretty it really was. Pretty insulting. Really? I, um, I, I disagree. I but think, you know. I, uh, what so, I remember from Saving Private Ryan is the the opening beach scene, which was kind of grandiose and pretty well made, mm. I think. Um but I can't remember much of the rest of it. So I'd yeah, have to okay. see it again, but yeah. I think there was definitely more, you know, went much deeper in terms of the characters in the in the film. But I, I don't think this film was trying to do that. No, it was not trying at all. to do the opposite of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is where the broad, broad brushstroke thing comes in for me. It's um, Yeah, well, they're not trying to, I suppose. They're not trying to focus on character. They're focusing on the action and, you know, specifically up to that where those three – Timelines yep. meet. It's we can talk about this, can't we? I suppose where they mm. there's a a final meeting of the, the the Tom Hardy in the plane, Mike Rylance on the boat, and Killian Murphy as well, who's pretty good in this too, and Fionn Whitehead's gang in that sinking boat, and they all sort of come into the water at one moment, right? Yep. That's that's the kind of pinpoint, isn't it? I think so. I think so. It's yeah. It's hard to tell, but <laughs> yeah, I think that's where they all basically meet up, just there. I hope that's it. Yeah, I, yeah, but it's basically a a land, air, sea, trident, kind <laughs> of trident. Oh, very good. <laughs> kind of Poseidon's idea, is trident? Yeah. But you yeah, know, the, yeah. throughout this film, I've got, I'm, I'm sort of offsetting it in a harsh way to your praise but yeah i think my biggest problem with this film and i want to ask you the question does it rely on a little too much on just those little psychological triggers around uh around fear of claustrophobia and some of the drowning scenes and things like that is your response to this film uh more visceral because he's just pulling uh, pulling levers and pushing buttons in the human psyche, which are not hard to do mm. uh, for anyone um, around these kind of fears. I think he's not. Uh, I mean, we all know that war is a t- would be a terrifying experience, but mm. he's kind of uh, maybe just throwing us straight into the emotion of that without really, without really attempting to tell much of a story apart from this three-pronged it's a sim- approach to well, timelines. Okay. Well, it's a if you cut it all down, if you made it into a, you know, just regular narrative, it's, yeah, it is a basic story. People trying to get off a beach. Some people come over on little ships, collect them. There's danger always around, U-boats and Messerschmitts and these kind of things, and they take them back. It's reasonably simple because I think story, yep. But he, hey, I think he had to do something. If if it was another director, he may have 
focused on a character and built that character up and it's the character's journey. But in this, there were like I've quite a few characters, the, you know, the, the pilot, the, the captain of the little boat, uh, the Fionn Whitehead, the young man's character, mm. uh, the shell-shocked Killian Murphy. He's sort of spread it around and not focused on character. Yeah, and that's a choice of his. I don't think yeah. it's a. Um, I don't think he's incapable of doing it. Inception's one of my favourite films of all time. You good know. film, very good. Um, but that, but that it's has, a very different film to yeah, this one. And that, but that does mess about with time again, right? Yeah, and memory yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, but it also gets very deep into the characters. Yeah, I think. sure. So he can do it. Um, you know, but that uh, I don't know. Maybe he's using a little bit of what he's kind of, you know, good at there. Mm. Um, well, but, a, yeah, like some of the things I'll remember about this film going mm, away are, are more those moments of of random panic where yeah. where there's a plane overhead and there's a hundred thousand men on a beach ducking down, yeah, not knowing where the bomb's going to fall. Is that bad? Uh, well, if that's the only thing I take away from it, then I think but it could tr- be better. I think I've heard some people saying that there's they're not that invested in it because they're not they don't care about the characters. Are you on that side of things? Yeah, probably. Okay. Maybe I'm a bit more um, cold-hearted then, because I don't ca- I don't care about the you characters, but I love. You don't want the- to care about the characters. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it just felt like a bit of a brain burger in that way. A brain burger. Brain burger. What the fuck is a brain burger? It's like a hamburger for your brain. Is that a thing? Is that have, you just made that up? Uh, yeah. Well. I didn't. Ma- I wasn't the one that came up with that, but I, it's fr- I think someone really? I know made that up. Okay, and it kind of stuck. Hamburger for your brain? Would you mean? Yeah, it's not. It's not actually food. doing your brain any any good. This film. What? What's it doing that's good for your brain? This film. If you ca- well, you're going away and you're thinking about. It's not. It's not teaching you anything <coughs> about history. Bullshit! It is. You're going to go and research. It's not giving that. you a deeper understanding of no, of no, character. No. no, I'm not having this brain burger thing. It, it's the character doesn't matter in this case. It's given you the chance to go and learn about the evacuation, which I've done. I, I mean, I, I I knew about it before, but I've done a bit more work on it. Um, and what? Come on, the way he the way he's melded those three timelines together and seamlessly had them come to that pinpoint in the water. That's amazing. It's really that's that's brain caviar. Does it feel? Sometimes a little bit like this film is telling a a British story, actually, from a more of an American point of view. No, not having that either. Wow, you've thrown some fucking real doozers at me here. <laughs> Why? Where does that come from? I think I think I just wanted to throw that. Yeah, one I think so. <laughs> <laughs> no, if anything, it's too British because it's all very, like you said, stoic and stiff upper lip. And oh, come on, we'll get them. And there's a bit of. That, that one character recites the Churchill speech of the famous... Yeah, but I just feel that's all a bit caricature-like. It's no, there's no depth uh, to that. Yeah, well, maybe not. Maybe having that speech at the end may may have been a bit of a, I don't know, a fill-up to the palms, I suppose. But it's not it's not Seppo filmmaking at all. It's not Americanized, I would say. No, I'm not having that either. Except for maybe that flotilla scene. Okay, yes, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe we should. Um, but look, the British do those kind of things often in in historical films as well. Yeah, yeah. Right. So okay. it's not just American. Okay, okay. I'll I'll take your word for that. <laughs> okay. Before we finish up, um, I, I, I have something, oh, you got something as well. More? Yeah, 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 yeah. Go on. Um, now you might know about this. I just found it last night, so it's quite a new thing. Shepherd Tone. 
No. Have you heard about this? No. This is, this is back to the music. Now, it confused me a little bit, but this is pretty much all the way through. He's got this – this is um, Zimmer yeah. working this way. Uh, oh, let me try and get my head around this. Two tones rising in pitch always. So you always think there's some peril. Oh, okay. So peril they, about to happen. they overlap and they keep going and they, they have the um, um, appearance or they sound <laughs> like they're – it's a constantly rising tone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But so it, it consists of several tones separated by an octave. Yep. Layered on top of each other, but one's fading and one's yeah, coming one's up fading one's... out before. So it fades out before it reaches the top. Yeah. But then by that time, the other one's faded in. And yes. The, and that's that's growing. Okay. That's horrible. I didn't notice this Is was that happening. How we, but... Yeah, yeah. It's not the sort of thing you probably would notice that easily. But, no. But yeah, I do. Yeah, it's probably one of it's probably one of those. Um, Film composer tricks they use yeah. all the time. Well, he uses it in other films yeah. as well. But and I think Super Mario Brothers used it on one of their games as well. So there you go. That's pretty amazing, though. I thought, yeah, why? why there's no, there's no sort of punch at the end. It never is because it's, it's a loop. It's continuing, yeah, yeah. continually rising. Yes. Or, or if you wanted to go backwards, continually. Yeah, dipping. you could go the other way in theory. Yeah. Which is it? Sort of. It's a. I guess it's a. Yeah, effective way of building tension in this yeah. this type of scenario. Yeah, but kind of – it's like when you're on a train and you can feel it. maybe you're having a nap, for example, and you can feel the train slowly stopping, but you think it – is it stopped? Has it stopped yet? No. Oh, Ooh. there it is. And Ooh. there's a little tiny jerk when you actually stop. When you do stop, yeah. yeah Imagine okay. if it never fucking stopped. You just can – always decelerating. Always wait – yeah, always decelerating, waiting for the mm. – Stop, and it's never there. Yeah, well, that's yeah. kind of how I felt about this film. <laughs> it was never there. Never quite there. What? Okay, I disagree. I, I, I loved look, it. Look, hey, um, you know, that's just my opinion. I could watch it again. And again yeah, I could and probably, again. I could probably watch it again. I don't know Do, if I'd watch it again and again and again. Yeah. I want to ask you just quickly about uh, another thing about Chris Nolan. Yes, go on. CGI. He claims not to be into CGI. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. And and in this film uh there's talk of him using cardboard cutouts. I saw some of that. I saw of, a bit of bit of um yeah, behind the scenes stuff. Surely he's used CGI here, right? He hasn't No. No, well, yeah, he probably has to polish a few things. Of course things. he has. Yeah, but majority of it was real. Inception? Let's see that without CGI. <laughs> okay. Um Mr. Nolan? Okay. You know the scene where where they're fighting in an, a hallway in a, in a hotel. Oh, okay, and it's going around the... That's an actual floating hallway. He's got that on rig. He's rigged that up. Yeah, yeah, I can and see why he would have done that. Yeah. Because, yeah, that's dealing with uh But, of course, things like moving and, a city but, in on itself is not going to be possible. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Whatever, he, whatever to, he thinks he can't do in reality, he has to use CGI for. Back to this film, I think, mm. you know, things like the... Um, you know the splintering of the the wooden uh, jetties and yeah. thing, things like that. I wonder how much of that was was uh, CGI and how much was actual. And when it comes to, I suppose, stuff. when it comes to putting the lives of your staff in danger, he's got to use CGI. He can't drop a real bomb on that or or explode it from underneath or whatever. Yeah, but I'd say he did as much as possible with real effects. Whatever he did, I, th- I think it was effective anyway. Yeah. Yeah, uh, there's no, looks not good. a lot of gore in this film, really, is there? No, no, hardly, hardly any blood at all. 
I think blood's a big thing for the for the senses. If they yeah. see a touch of blood, they give it a different, higher rating. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's well done. So at the end of the day, for me, this was a really, really well executed film. Okay, loved it. <laughs> no, yeah, it it was okay, but uh, just okay for no, you. It was no Inception for me. Mm. I'm still juggling with that. I, I think Inception, Interstellar, this. Uh, these are amongst his his best films. I, I still think I'd put that in the top bracket for sure. Okay, well, we'll leave it there. All right. See you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. 68 gallons, Forza Sweeter. Stay down at 500 feet to leave fuel for 40-minute fighting time over Dunkirk. Understood. Factor 128, Angels Point five. And keep an eye on that gauge, even when it gets lively. Save enough to get back.